Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application, make sure to let them know Captain's Log sent you. Have either of you experienced any blackouts, blackout, stretches of time that you can't account for? Star date 06-29-2021. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Captain's Log. This is your first officer speaking, Mason Schrader, joined virtually by my co-host and gracious, patient, loving, dare I say, the man I would lay my life down for? Yours and mine, Captain Sir Jose Valle Jr. Jose, how are you? Have you eaten today? I haven't eaten yet, actually. Um... What did I? What do you need from me? What was? Do you need something? Huh? Is that? What I don't need, need anything. No, I just think. It seems like you listen, really need. You really. That was here's very the, nice. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what happened. I wrote the intro to this mm-hmm. last, so <laughs> okay. it's possible that after writing in a whole episode, uh... maybe I learned a little more appreciation <laughs> for all the work that you do every every episode, Jose. Did you have maybe to read that's a book? it. I did, well, I didn't. I chose to read a book mm-hmm. and then decided to do it, but mm-hmm. I did read a book, and man. It's, t- it's not easy. You deserve more credit <laughs> than you. I give I you, which is zero. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, okay. Well, regardless of whether you've eaten today or not, this mm-hmm. episode is going to make you hungry. Ooh. Because today we are talking about infamous killer, cowboy, and culinary adventurer, hmm. the man-eater, the human hyena, which is my favorite, I think, nickname for someone. That is pretty fucking dope. I like that. Alfred Packer. Oh. And before we begin, we'll state the obvious out of the way for the listeners. Every captain, every captain needs a break, right? Uh-huh. Every captain gets tired. We've all seen that meme of Picard where he's like, he's like got his head down yeah, in his yeah. hands. <laughs> and uh, do you know why he, he looks like that in that picture? Uh, no, well, why? Because he was sleepy from working so hard and being oh, wow. a captain and, and everything. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch Star Trek, so I haven't. I haven't seen all of the Next Generation, so ah. Uh, Anyway, we'll get crucified so, for that one. But uh. today, I will be taking over our main storyteller duties um, as soon as I get official permission. So, Jose, if you would be so, yeah. so kind to give me the bridge, <clears throat> Mr. Schrader, you have the bridge. Ah, thank you so much. Awesome. So, without further ado, let's talk about Alfred Packer. November twelfth, eighteen forty-two. Alfred G. Packer is born one of eight children in Algany County, Pennsylvania. Alfred's father, James, was a carpenter whose most notable accomplishments include lying about being related to railroad pioneer in, like, the 1840s equivalent of a celebrity Asa Packer, who I did a little bit of research Uh. on, and he literally just was, like, a rich guy, so people were like, 
that's impressive. And then he was like, in order to prove how impressive I am, I'm going to lie about being cousins with him. Yeah. That's like how I um, tell everybody that Tarantino's my godfather. Yes, and correct. Like, yeah, that's not true. And I'm like, no, it is. Mm-hmm. And you how you keep going it? around saying that, like, I'm actually cousins with the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, but don't isn't your name Valle? And they're like, and you're just like, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. San Fernando Valle. Um, so and, and and James Packer's uh, other most noticeable accomplishment was, as his obituary put it, quote, reached an age not attained by any other person in this county when he died at the age of 96. Holy shit. Wow. So he was hot shit. Yeah, right? I This mean, guy was hot shit. Everybody else has died. What, what, what year is this? 18, uh, 1840s? 1842. Yeah, everybody else is dying. Well, at like not when fucking, he died, I guess, but... Everybody else is dying at, like, fucking 40 and... Yes. 30. They're like, he lived a long life of 36 years old, and you're like, oh mm. my god but it is great that how sad is it that your two most best accomplishments yeah. are lied about lied being related about being to a related person to someone and then being and, uh, 96 and being 96 wow which honestly that is impressive because 96 is a decent time to live yeah. for today um, you know but, yeah my grandpa lived to 95 so not quite to 96 but that always like baffles me that he saw like all of the 20th mm. century and i'm like right what the fuck was his brain like you know what i mean like yeah to go from like I, horse horses and stuff to like cars and then airplanes and all the and then the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, what a to fucking like see, ride to see to see predict, his grandson <laughs> predict science fiction and then to live yeah, in a yeah. thing where you and I are talking face to face from two different states. Good thing he died before I became a podcaster because maybe that would have <sighs> freaked him out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Alfred and his family moved to Lagrange, Indiana, where at Ooh. some point Alfred became a shoemaker's apprentice where he learned leather skills. Uh, Alfred also started suffering from violent seizures due to, and I couldn't tell if this was diagnosed at the time or just diagnosed uh-huh. after the fact, uh, grand mal epilepsy. Uh-huh. Um, which, of course, there was no cure for at the time. No, sure all. there was, Mason. The cure is, let me fucking hit you in the head with a hammer. I'm well, sure. Well, more accurately, the cure was, yeah, you're just going to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he do had some a- heroin. Yeah, so he had a lot of he had a lot of seizures. Um, in 1861, mm. the Civil War started, uh, and just before his 19th birthday in 1862, Alfred 19th Regiment of the U.S. Infantry in Minnesota. They didn't explain how he went from Indiana to Minnesota. Don't worry about. He joined it. the 16th Regiment. Did you say? Yes, the mm. 16th Regiment of the U.S. Infantry in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, his enlistment form says he was five foot eight with blue eyes and light hair, which is weird because, as you can see from the picture yeah. I attached, he very clearly has black hair. <laughs> so, like, I don't. Who fucking knows what that's all about? I guess I don't know. Uh, he's uh, uh, he's one of those guys that lies about their appearance. He's like, no, yeah, I'm six foot, but they're like five seven. Like, well, mm-hmm. that's the weird thing is because it's the guy's just like, no, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, my like, hair's blonde. And it's like, no. All right. Well, I'll yeah. put that it's blonde if you say it's Honestly, I, his hair reminds me a little bit of yours. I could do that. I was looking at it and I was like, I could do my hair like that. Maybe maybe yeah. as a maybe as a treat, I will recreate this picture. He's um, not a super attractive man. He kind of looks like the bassist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea, but like with a shitty mm, wig on and stuff. But anyway. I like his very wispy like uh goatee? soul patch. Like yeah. soul patch goatee, yeah. yeah. Which I and I've got a little bit of that, but So uh Packer went to Camp Thomas in Ohio for training and immediately got a tattoo on his arm that said Alfred Packer Oh, sorry. That said, Al- Alfred Packer, Second <laughs> Battalion, Sixteenth Infantry. No regrets. A lot of people tried to blame. A lot of historians tried to blame the uh, the tattoo the, the, artist, uh-huh. but uh, the reality is he 
was so his writing oh, wow. abilities were so low he couldn't spell his own name correctly. Um, <laughs> so he had Alfred on his t- uh, tattooed on his arm and didn't even know that was wrong for who knows how long. Packer had enlisted for three years but was discharged in December of 1862 because of his aforementioned F- epilepsy. Uh-huh. Uh, he then successfully tried to enlist again uh, later in Iowa. And his regiment Woo-hoo! was... I would yeah, get a shout-out shout out. in this episode. Let's go. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, just wait. Um, oh. Where his regiment was sent to Tennessee, Packer would later lie and say he served as a scout for General George Custer. Um, but that never happened. He was a liar. He lied yeah. a lot about a lot of things. Um, hey, it runs in the family. Packer uh, was also uh, quoted... or Sorry, he was also docked pay for, quote, plundering citizens of Nashville, which... I'm guessing means he probably raped somebody or stole shit from somebody. Yeah, but it was like, I'm a soldier, like I can do stealing, whatever I yeah. want. So, um, yeah. He was, and then he was also discharged again because of his epilepsy, um, where uh, his discharge paper said that he had seizures one to three times every 48 hours. Good So, God. like, it was, like, he so had a lot like, of seizures. Yeah, it's like, yeah, wow. A lot. That's a lot uh, to have a seizure. A I've never had a seizure. I've never I can had a only seizure, assume but it's yeah. bad, though. Um, so, uh, so he had a real, he had a real, like, um, Midwest adventure up until this point where he was just going through the different Midwestern states, right? Cause yeah. he went from like, uh, what did he start in Indiana or Minnesota? He, started, he was born in Pennsylvania, then went to Indiana, Oof. enlisted in Minnesota and in Iowa, and mm-hmm. then was discharged twice after getting sent to Nashville. Um, but he's not done traveling because... He effectively then did the 1800 version of backpacking through Europe after his discharge, and he just kind of wandered west for a while. That's called being a bum, I think. And, yes, so, and I don't know, I don't remember exactly what when he was discharged the uh-huh. second time, but he enlisted in, in, he was discharged the first time in 62. Okay, so 1862. By, yes, and by 1871, he was in Bingham Canyon, Utah. Ah, Bingham Canyon, okay. So he did, uh, he was in both of our states for Hell a yeah. brief little bit of time. This is... <laughs> Tied to Captain's Log history. Wow, look at this. Yes, like crazy. I think we may both be related to Wow. Um, okay, so uh, in Bingham, he was like a lead miner, and he got lead poisoning <laughs> twice. Um, and so that was, and then by when he was finally kind of healthy again by 1873, um, the most uh, recent silver had been found in the San Juan Mountains of Colorado. Okay. Um, papers all over, the newspapers all over the United States would... Um, like, like uh, I, so this is a little backstory of how this would mm-hmm. work is um, a story close to where like a gold rush thing would happen. Yeah. Um, like that local newspaper would write a uh-huh. story and then they would send it out and a bunch of other newspapers would just copy paste we'll just that print story. It. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So um, they would uh, reprint a Denver Tribune article that said mountain, the mountains were quote immense and apparently inexhaustible mineral resources. I love when they describe things during this time as like, this will yes. never end. There's no way yes. we could ruin this environment. They say, yes. Yeah, and then do, cut yes. hard cut to like six months later. And the land is just barren. Yeah. And they'll we'll like, get more into the, Ugh. into the papers and, and the media in, in part two. We mm-hmm. talk about it a little bit in this one, but it's just like, they were, they did like, they didn't give a fuck. They, the papers no. were just like, fucking do whatever. Been, it's it's it just was crazy. literally the wild west of newspapers. Yeah. The, just the 1800s and, 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 you know, leading into like the early 1900s are always just yes. a fucking fascinating time because it's just, if you could describe them in one, in like a, like a sentence, it would be, we don't give a shit 
for like yes. the majority of it. Like I've been, I've right. been playing a lot of like Red Dead, Red Dead mm-hmm. Two, and I've just have been gotten into like reading about the time or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, nobody just gave a shit. Everybody was just like, eh. yeah. That's funny you bring that up because by the time I ended up reading this, I couldn't hear every time Packer has a quote. All I can hear is voices as Arthur Morgan. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why that just kind of stuck. So yeah, he's um, got a okay, great so voice, that guy. Scientifically speaking, there was a metric fuck ton of people who were trying to strike gold, mm-hmm. silver, and you know any other uh, precious metals and things. Um, a little backstory: the official gold rush started in 1848. And uh-huh. afterwards, they just kept having different waves and, like, you know, same the American Southwest, but they were just different waves of, of different rushes. Every time someone found an, an ore somewhere, a whole new rush would happen to that area. And that was all over the Southwest. Um, it's like uh, it's like those, like, 1920s or 30s, like, silent films where, like, a guy's, like, ding, ding. And then everybody's, like, yes. rushing around. It's like, that's how I imagine gold rushes. Right, and it's crazy because that would just keep happening and happening, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It'd be like, well, they found gold 100 miles west of where they found gold mm-hmm. a month ago. Now everybody's going there, yeah. and towns would just pop up, be the like the biggest hub right, in America yeah. for like a few months, mm-hmm. and then just completely disappear. We've got a couple uh, ghost towns around here that were like that. We went and visited mm-hmm. one a couple years ago. Some friends and I called, um, God, what was it called? Grifton or Grafton or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy to, like, see that only, like, five houses are left, but, like, it used right. to span so big, and then it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It just disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so at this time, what would happen is um, when, a, when a rush was discovered, people would set up a party, right? So they mm-hmm. would all travel. A bunch of people would travel in a group to wherever the, the most recent. The Donner Party. But that's not a yes, gold rush uh, one, but stuff that like that. A gold yeah. rush, but yes. Um, yes, they traveled in parties because it was fucking super dangerous to yeah. travel anywhere in the United States, especially long distances. For a Um, lot of reasons. (laughs) So in 1871, the San Juans were, they were the place to be. They were where the rush was happening. Um, Bob McGrew was a guy who, from Oregon, who had tried prospecting and failed. Um, But he did own uh, two four-horse wagons, uh, which just made him hot shit. Like he just, you know, like that was a big deal. That's right, like owning, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent of that even is today. Because that was just like, uh, you got two trucks. Deal. You got two trucks. More so though. In like the like, construction world, right? Let, let me, let me in, uh, yeah, bring okay, a little bit of my, my, my knowledge mm. to this. If I pull right. up to a job site with one truck and another yeah. guy pulls up with two trucks, that guy's Fuck. fucking awesome. All right. So, okay, so George, he owned this shit. He owned the two wagons, and uh-huh. his partner, George Tracy, and <laughs> Can him. Can you just imagine that? Let's go down to McGrew's house. He's got two fucking horse wagons. He's got just... eight horses, two wagons. How nuts is that? Fuck. That guy gets so, tail. Let me tell yes. you right now. So he and his partner, Hi, George... ladies, Bob McGrew. I got two horse wagons, eight horses. Oh. Oh. Two balls, you one have... penis. Whoa. So, uh, well, actually, one There's... ball... One penis. I lost one of them in oh. the war. Oh, that's that's. Hard. Would you like to take? Would both of you like to take a ride on my separate wagons? One of you will have oh. to drive by yourself, though, because obviously I got to drive one of them. So, uh, actually, uh, it's nice to meet you, ladies. Uh, my name is George Tracy. I'm his partner. Look at that. We're uh-huh. we're good then. Never uh-huh. mind. Forget I said anything. I forgot. Let's oh my gosh, we, George uh, Tracy. I forgot you were here. <laughs> I get it. We've only been partners for years. It's yeah. fine. It happened. You know. So, okay, so he and his partner, George Tracy, they had given up prospecting, and they were just hauling freight around mm-hmm. Bingham County uh, when the San Jose, or the San Juan, not Jose, damn, that's Hello. you, um, when the San Juan rush was happening. Um, so Tracy was like, 
uh, hey, we should go join a company and go prospect again. To which uh, McGuire quote replied, and one of my favorite things, the quotes in this is, uh, yeah. times were dull, not much to do, and winter coming on. Just basically he was like, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> it's literally like there was more to that quote, but he was literally just like, as far as I was concerned, it was just as good as doing right. anything else yeah. at the, the time. Yeah. So, so McGrew made the decision, and then like Packer at one night just kind of wandered into their camp. Mm-hmm. Like the book isn't super clear about how this came about. It just says that Packer walked up to McGrew mm-hmm. and said he wanted to come with them. Uh, Packer said he didn't have any money, but had lived in Colorado and would work as a guide and hired hand on the road. That's so, my other favorite thing about this time is that people yeah. just wandered into people's lives. Like, you remember yeah. when we covered the urban legend of uh, snutty, the sn- smutty nose murders? You remember that? The, the Yo, guy that, yes. that, like, one immigrant that from, like, Germany or something that they just fucking met and who was super sketchy, but they were like... He just became a part of our life, and then he killed them. But, like, it's just crazy that people would just be like, hello, I need to work. And they're like, we don't know anything about you. You can stick around with us for 18 months. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they made a deal, and McGrew was, like, he was super into Packer. They just fucking loved loved him. So McGrew said, quote. Sometimes you get, like, you get friends that wander into your friend group, and, like, you're like. This guy's fucking awesome. I don't know why I can't describe it, but this guy's fucking cool. McGrew said, quote, he appeared as though he might be an active athlete. Wow. He's got a hot bod. And that, quote, while he was generally quiet, he loved to go among the Mormons and argue religion with them. I often listened to him and thought he was a smart, fine talker. So this is just, just us. Like, this is just us. He just too. loved him. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. We just we just shit talked, you know, Mormons, and then yeah, here we are. Except neither of us are uh, look to be an active athlete, but no, I don't think but, uh, you could have described either one of us as that when we met. No. No, but no. he was like McGrew. Just I don't know. They don't really explain why McGrew ever was just like M- was M- this McGrew guy's my wasn't guy. a Mormon. No, he wasn't. But well, he maybe that just, was it. Is he was just like, ah, this guy. Hey, he's well, giving okay, him shit. So, yeah, yeah. So okay, so McGrew just he loved him and uh, thought that. Uh, so he brought Packer into the group. He paid Packer's fifty dollar grub stake, which is you would pay money to this company and they would mm-hmm. use all the every guy's money to buy supplies for the <laughs> trip. Very cool. And then stake the claim at the mm-hmm. in, in the gold rush territory, and then you'd get a, a, a profit from that. Gotcha. When when they when they got it. Um, they packed their shit and set off uh, from Bingham, Utah, to uh, the San Juan Mountains in Colorado. Um, uh, it was Packer, McGrew, and Tracy, along with eighteen other guys. One of which was Preston Nutter. Who- um, fun fact: Bingham Canyon. Uh, that, that's still a big mine, a big copper oh. mine down in Utah. Yeah, interesting. Um, I was couldn't remember if it was the one I'm thinking of. It's actually not that far from where I live. Interesting. Um, yeah, continue. So Preston Nutter, uh, he shows up <laughs> a few days into the trip and becomes a member, a member of the Preston, party. He's a nutter. Yes. Right. Not and the crazy kind. The other <laughs> kind. I've seen him. The Preston kind. This guy's Preston nuts left and right. Uh, my name's uh, Preston Nutter. It's nice to meet you. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to know how I got my name? Um, how? I'm not into I'm not in the peanut biz, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh my sir. Alright. So uh, so Preston Nutter shows up and he immediately is just not vibing with mm. uh with Packer. 
he thought the expedition, or anything really, he thought the expedition was poorly provisioned. <laughs> um, but and he was like, guys, this isn't gonna work, right? Like, this is, like, shit's fucked. This isn't good. But everybody, especially Packer, uh, was like, N- no, we're, we're good. Um... Packer was like, "No, I know what I'm talking about. I've right. been, I've been there. I've mm-hmm. lived this. We're good. We're gonna be great. We're easily gonna go 400 miles in 20 days." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It immediately becomes clear that Packer doesn't know anything about the land. Um, a few members of the group, and when I say a few, it was basically Alfred every doesn't know what he's talking about. The guy, Alfred, named Alfred, yeah. who's got Al- Alfred, well, it's Alfred with him? Alfred yeah. tattooed on him. Yes. Um, and immediately everybody but, but McGrew starts to fucking hate him. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy that they called Lot um, that says that he was, uh, that said he was a liar. Uh, Nutter quote said, he is a man without character. Uh, they basically just say he's a big baby about like everything. <laughs> Um, like, I can, so it talked about, like, he would just whine and be a dick about all, everything the whole time. I'm tired. Yes, so he was just like, yes, he was like, Packer, shut the fuck up, we're all tired, we're walking 400 miles. Yeah, but you guys aren't as tired as I am. I was in the army, okay, like... I'm like Packer, my body's had it. Like the Civil I'm just War is so just got over. We were all in the army. That was a big no, thing. No, but remember. like, look at this tattoo. So my tattoo says Alfred Packard. That actually doesn't second something. That, do, that actually doesn't. Say, actually, good point, Alfred. You guys so, don't yeah. get it. You're not yes. like me. I'm built different, but um, it's a bad a, different. So that's I'm well, really tired. Well, but that was his thing. He was that guy, though, that was like, I'm built different, uh, but is also constantly like, oh, I don't want to do my this. My feet this hurt. Is un- like, I can only imagine. He was like, my feet hurt, and they got two granola bars, and I only got one. Ugh. So it's like, he's seriously, uh, you know, what I would assume, like, you know, I would be like if I were on it. <laughs> if I had to be in a prospect- to be fair, prospecting I would have been like, company. like talking shit to the other guys, like, hey, I'm so fucking tired. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I'm tired. Yeah. What are we doing this for, guys? What are we even doing this for? I can't walk Why? another 20 miles. No fucking Why way. Why do you smell like flowers? I, I have some cologne. I did bring cologne because I don't, I don't want to be col- stinky, and I've been taking baths every night. I so, mm. is it, I've, I've just been using that big jo- you know, jug of water to t- bathe myself every night. Actually, that's the thing is the water was the only was the least important of their provision worries because water at this point you could drink oh, yeah, it from wherever it was because the streams weren't fucking polluted like they yes. are nowadays. Yeah, you don't need a little fucking magic straw or whatever to drink stream yes. water. So, okay, so everybody fucking hates him. Some described Packer's voice as quote high-pitched and whiny. I'm tired. Oh, man. (laughs) I went to fucking high school with this guy, man. I know a kid like this. Yes, but others would also (laughs) say, quote, it was low but hollow sounding. What is it? Hollow. I just just imagine it's like, I don't want to do this anymore, guys. Like, I don't want to. Every shitty fucking kid that you have ever known in your life, like, rolled into one. Exactly. So He's both a... High pitched, annoying guy and the fucking dumb dumb. The th- yeah. the thought the goon. Yes, they so uh, people keep accusing him of like stealing little shit on the trail. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there was one I didn't I didn't add the story in, but they like one like he would like steal like two pieces of food off the fire, and they said they would he would like go away from the group and like eat <laughs> under his coat, like crouched <laughs> and like eat extra food and shit, and it was like Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> it's like the Al- thing. Alfred, did you get? Did you take two chicken wings? Are you no? Why are you? Why, why are you? Why are you, why are you under your coat? What are you doing? Why are you hiding from us like like behind like a cape? What is happening? I I'm masturbating. Go away. It's that we're cowboys. You can masturbate in front of us. That we do that constantly. Oh, we're at the Brokeback Mountain phase already. No, we're just that's just what cowboys do. No, I'm go away. I don't got nothing. Get out of here. Just so chicken yeah. bones just falling. He's not even careful about him. He's just dropping. Them. We can clearly see the chicken bones, Alfred. No, no, those you, are, no, you can't. Oh, you can't. Those yes, are my no. bones. My bones are falling out. So, <laughs> um, to be fair, yes. I've, I I used to do that as a kid. I would be my mom would be like, "You can't have any more," and I would like grab them and I'd do this. I'd be like, "I'm not even more." You'd you wait till like there you're... was noise, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> "Um, so okay, so." Uh, so at this point, like, already into the trip, it's not mm. that long in. I don't know how long exactly, but everybody hates him except for McGrew, who is sharing his wagon with him at night. Mm. Um, like, so they're sleeping in the same wagon, uh, and, and, and it was mostly because of his epilepsy that, uh-huh. like, Packer, or that McGrew felt bad, felt for, bad Packer. for him. Uh-huh. Um, so McGrew said that he didn't know why everyone hated Packer and that almost everybody wanted McGrew to kick Packer out of the company. I um, don't get it. What do you all have against Packer? Yes, he steals food. Oh, you yes, just took that off my plate, Packer. Sorry. I, hey, I'm just going to go. Nope, yep. I, I was going to eat that, but that, that's, tell okay. Him about, that's okay. Tell him, McGrew, tell him about that's, how great I am, okay. though. He, yes, he steals food. He shits right in the middle of camp. He's Speaking often of pissed his pants. Nope, please don't do it right now, Packer. I'm trying to stand up for you. Right. He all does right. all that all right. shitty stuff, but... Yeah. I don't forget I... He's I, got I stole that, that really picture of I stole that picture of Frank's wife and I jerked off to it. I was not gonna say that, but yeah, well, I he did, it, did though, do so. that, Frank, and uh-huh. I, I do apologize for that. Mm. But also, don't forget, I keep having seizures. God damn it! He keeps having seizures. Remember all my seizures, though. Come on, guys, I'm you're gonna hate little, on him. For, he's just a poor, I'm a little, poor little seizure baby. boy. I'm a poor Look, little baby. I understand he does some bad things, but uh oh, Packers taking his shit in the camp again. He's got character, guys. He's I got, got character coming character. out my ass. Literally, look at it. He's got character. <laughs> I really respect him for that. So, okay, so McGrew says, quote, I knew Packer as well as any of them, uh, and he had just as good a right to, mm. as them to go along the route. Packer, for his part, hated the... Oh, sorry, this is not... This is the end of that quote. Packer, for his part, hated the rest of the party bad. Uh-huh. But specifically, a Scottish guy named Cooper and a butcher named Frank uh, Miller, who uh, his nickname was German because he was a German guy, uh, but I'm yeah, just going to call him Frank. So Scott or the Germ, butcher. a German. Yes, and mm-hmm. the Scottish guy was also a doctor, apparently. I don't know what kind. <laughs> probably a medical one because I don't know how many types of doctors there probably were in the old Just doctor. I'm guessing they weren't like, he's a doctor of music. <laughs> so, you know. Um, <laughs> he's a doctor of music. So so he hated so those so this guy named Cooper the Scottish guy named Cooper and the, the butcher named Frank they were like the meanest they were the hardest on him on Packer so he hated them the most like he was like fucking you guys just the fucking Scottish guy's like oh Packer what you got there on your shirt and then he's like I don't know no, I don't have oh, anything got you oh, shit you yeah, fucking idiot you and that's when he's like shit. I'm gonna stab you in the fucking throat well but I also what think was he that? was that kind of guy too where like 
Like, I feel like, I don't, this is just me postulating, mm-hmm. but yeah. it seemed like, like, people would kind of be, like, joking around with him, and he mm-hmm. would just take it super seriously immediately, and just be, like, like, super mad, like, he couldn't <sighs> handle being the butt of a joke, yeah. That's not, if it came down to it, I could box you. I could, yes, I could beat like, you up. Yeah, like, so okay, just, well, we're not talking about that, so. It's like you said, like, he's literally just, like, the worst kind of guy yeah. to hang out with. Ugh. Um, so, so, uh, there's so much snow, they leave in, I forgot what fuck when, what month they leave, because I'm a shitty uh-huh. writer, but, uh, at a certain point, it's January now. Uh-huh. Uh, remember how it was going to be 20 days of travel? Right. Well, so, by now it's January 1874, they left sometime in 1873, probably right before winter of 1873. So they've been on the road for months, then? Yes, they've been on the road for months. <sighs> wow. Um, and there's so much snow that they can't even see the road, and they have no idea where they are. Um, it's Like I said, it's January 1874, the food is uh, basically gone, people are starting to think about eating the horses. Oh no. Um, and they enter uh, the, the Nuchu territory, uh-huh. and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and they get surrounded by warriors who have every fucking right, right to yeah, murder I these mean, white people yeah. right now. Because this is... And I didn't have time to get into this whole fucking mm-hmm. thing. The Nuchu people, they were fucked over multiple times. They had a terrible... They were the epitome of what happened to uh, the Native Americans in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so shitty. Uh, but basically, by this was by this point where they're getting... Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're, these guys, these companies... The, this company's walking through their territory. Yeah. They have been pushed back to one of their... The smallest thing. You know what I mean? So they already have been yeah. fucked over. So they get surrounded by these warriors. And uh, basically... It's fucked. Um, but the leader of the new shoe is this guy named Ure, O-U-R-A-Y, mm-hmm. um, who was a very well-respected uh, leader of um, the Nuchu people, but also uh, just mm-hmm. a lot in of general. Native Americans mm-hmm. in general. Um, he did a lot of negotiating, and he even had a whole thing where he was kind of a tragic figure where he was put in a position between... Uh, you give up our land, you give up your land and, and do this, make this deal with you, or we just come in and murder you. And he knew, basically, they didn't <laughs> yeah. stand a chance, so he had to make a deal with them, but then uh, some of the natives then kind of resented him for it, for not fighting, but it was kind of, it was right, tough. Right, yeah, it's, yeah. He was a really tragic character, but he was one of, like, the most, he had, like, the highest character, and he was he was great. Um, so Ure finds them, and it's fucking winter, and he's just like, God damn it, these fucking white people are terrible. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen that meme from Pocahontas where it's, 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 it's from one of the scenes where uh, one of the tribal leaders says, like, these white men are dangerous, and it's just become a meme that people just constantly yes. use? That's what <laughs> Yes, These well, goddamn so- white men. <laughs> well, but he's even, like, he's actually really nice, and he's mm-hmm. like, um, listen, he's like... He's like they, they explain to him they have like he speaks some Spanish they have a guy who speaks some Spanish oh, awesome. they so they like translate and and have a talk and he was basically they're like we're just passing through on our way to to, to this place to to, mm. to mine and he's like that's cool we won't kill you for crossing through our territory um but also if you keep going further into the mountains you're gonna fucking die right um and then he says I'll tell you what we can give you a place to stay with our tribe for the rest of the winter yeah. The Nuchu, they're very nice to the company. Um, they give them a place. They they sell supplies to them. And even the company, some of the company later quoted them saying they treated them like brothers. So they spend like... Wow. they spend That's fucking... Yes. Yeah. So, Super nice. Within a week of this I would not have treated them like that. No, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. If I walked into you and you were these people, you should have just murdered me. <laughs> I would have just been um, like... 
Look, Hi. I took his head and now I'm using it like a puppet. <laughs> um, okay, so within a week of getting settled, um, some of the men are already like, well, we should probably get out of here. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, again, Ure is like, there's an outpost 80 miles east, but like, seriously, you're going to die uh, if you sorry, try. Sorry, Mr. Ure, but you don't know this. You don't know what you're talking He's about. like, we've okay? been living here for so uh, long. Yeah, we know but what we're the... American and we're prospectors, so... Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, they don't give a shit. Uh, so, Lot, which is, uh, you know, the guy who uh, hated Packer. Um, <laughs> yeah. He and one four of the others, many guys. Yes, well, yes, one of the many. He and, and four other guys decide to leave. And Packer tries to come with them, but <laughs> Lot points a gun at him and says if he sees Packer on the trail, he will kill him. So, he it's gone. hates him. It's gone beyond, like, yes, it's, it's gone beyond... Um, like a disliking. Like, yes, it's, yeah. like, seriously, like, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. The only, like, the only, it seems like the only reason any of them were even were putting up with him was because of, uh, of McGrew. The, the, yeah. And so, yes, so, uh, Packers just, I'm imagining, was just like, I didn't want to go with you anyway. That's, I didn't want to go, so... You guys yes, are stupid, exactly. stinky, stinky expedition anyway. So, so Lost Group leaves with a week's worth of food... Um, and three months later, they arrive what? at the outpost, um, and, and they're described by the, some of the guys that were working at the outpost as, um, skin and bones and freezing. What the fuck? Yes, so they leave with a week's worth of food, they show up, Did um, they, I don't know if you know this, did they all make it? Yes, they did, actually. Wow, that's um, crazy. So, two, three of them collapsed in the, in the woods, right, and somehow Lot and another guy pushed their way through to the outpost, which is, it's this giant cattle ranch, because part of the deal with the Nuchu was the, they would supply them with cattle, yeah. a, a certain amount of cattle, um, every uh-huh. year or month or whatever, so they have this, it's just this outpost that can get, that sells things for native to the, the Nuchu people, and, and, and raises their cattle, it's like white uh-huh. guys, so it's like, it's called the something, something, uh, cattle ranch, but I'm just gonna re- refer to it as the outpost. Yeah, okay. Um, so... Uh, so, and unbeknownst to this group that makes it three months later is just a few days after that first group leaves, Packer and five other men set out following the first group. Uh-huh. Um, so Packer's group consists of a man, a 16-year-old named Israel Swan. Um, and I don't, I think, so it, it was actually, it was interesting because this group all has the, had the youngest and the oldest members of the, uh-huh. uh, of the thing. So it, it was Israel Swan who was 16, George Noon who I think was 60. And then um, the butcher, Frank Miller, um, and then a guy named James Humphrey and Shannon Bell. And they leave the camp in the second week of February. April 16th, 1874. Uh, a man named so Alonzo. Been, what, a, a man two named Alonzo Hartman was working at the outpost when Packer comes walking down the creek. Uh-huh. Uh, Hartman noted that he was a bit scruffier, even by Old West prospector standards. Um, but, uh, he, Packer, but Hartman said, uh, Packer, quote, showed little sign of having been lost in the wild. Oh, okay. So the other, the other guys, they were described as nothing but skin and bones and, this and guy's freezing like, to death. Shut he up, comes like... out, yes, licking his fucking fingers. Mm, all right. Oh, hey, guys. And we can't say exactly what happened up in the mountains mm-hmm. yet. Um, for those the, the three months, because what? Yeah, February, March, yeah, April. February, yeah, so, three months. Yeah. 
Um, uh, for the beginning, at least, it's easy to infer, though, that Packers group suffered fucking terribly. Right. Like, every other expedition that happened in the West, basically, uh, right, yeah. especially when you got to that end of the West where they were the mountains before California, well, I mean, you know, like the Donner and Party they're crossing and into they're crossing into Colorado, right? Yes, they're basically at. So they would have yeah, had so to have cross the Rockies. So yes, you would. So I don't know this train really well. You mm-hmm. might though. It's it, they're on the border of the of um, Utah and, and Colorado. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean that's like you know canyons and shit. And I can't yes. like it, imagine like yeah. crossing into the eighteen hundreds with fucking snow and wagons. Yeah. It's... And I didn't explain. I probably didn't explain this great, but they are the the outpost or not the outpost the. Um, Ure and his tribe, they're in the mountains, right? Mm, That's where they, they stayed yeah. up in the mountains for a little bit. And they were they had a fucking maid in the goddamn shade up there. They had fucking uh, they had uh, they had like a spring with fresh water. They they were trading goats and coffee and t- they had everything they needed. But anyway. they knew they knew more, Mason. Well, and to be fair, though, I mean, out of the twenty one guys, it was uh, nine of the uh, yeah. ten. Only ten or eleven. About well, half of them sheep. were smart enough. That's to the stay. difference. They Mason. weren't sheep. Yes. The other ones were sheep. All right. So, Those guys listen to Joe Rogan. They're not. So sheep. like every every other expedition, they had no fucking clue what they were doing. Um, they had no clue how long the trip was going to be, and this is mm-hmm. just like their entire trip down here. Like the group as of twenty one were fucking around and doing. They were doing terrible too. I just skipped over a lot of their mm. their shitty decision making and terrible right. luck, but. Um, so they, uh, the, the group of uh, Packers group now, they, they quickly ran out of food and they had to hunt and forage. And there are, there are plants called rosebuds or whatever up there. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what they are, but, um, apparently both groups stated that, um, they had assisted, they sustained themselves on rosebuds a lot. Uh huh. So, um, they had to hunt and forage and, you know. When you have to hunt and forage, it becomes harder and harder the longer you go without eating. There was a story of the first group, of Lot's group, uh-huh. who they, they, they saw a coyote eating something, and they shot at the coyote, but they were so weak, they fucking, you know, and the guns suck anyway, so they yeah. missed the coyote. But thankfully, it was eating a deer leg, so they, had, they ate the coyote's uh, deer leg that, they, that scared off, they scared off the coyote and ate that for sustenance. Um, wow. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, Anyway, um, Packer stated that the men um, would later state that the men resorted to boiling and eating their own shoes. At I've one heard point. of this. This is crazy that they would eat shoes. Yes. Yeah. Well, anything that was leather, you could boil yeah. down to a chewable thing yeah. and eat it. I mean, not that it was great, but yeah. it was what you had to do. Um, and there's evidence to back up that they ate their shoes. Um, but in a weird coincidence and a pretty funny one, um, uh, about a few hours after uh, Packer arrived in camp, three members of the company who listened to Ure and just uh-huh. stayed the whole winter um, had left on April 2nd, Ure's camp, had also arrived. So if they had just waited, they would have arrived on the same day. Yeah, so it, it only took those guys... Uh, um, like a, a week, basically. A little 14 over a week. days? 14 yes. days, two weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And they were fine, obviously, because they were ready. The trail was easy because the snow was melting. Yeah. It, I just think that's fucking nuts. So on the same day, three members of the of the party, the original party, arrived uh, at this at the outpost. Uh-huh. Um, and they arrived just a few hours after Packer. These three were the Scottish guy, Cooper, 
Preston Nutter, and a guy only known as Italian Tom. Hey, I'm Italian Tom, alright? What else do you need to know? Let's Nothing, it. because they never mention him again. <laughs> Italian Tom is in and out of the story. Uh, everybody fucking loves Italian Tom, he's a hoot. They so never they run into Packer, right? So the, guy, the three guys, mm-hmm. they run into Packer, and they're immediately like, Oh, what the fuck? Fuck oh, this, this guy. This guy really? lived... <laughs> So they're like, and they immediately are like, where the fuck are the other five guys at? And Packer says that, that he had fallen ill early in the trip and that the other men uh, had been left behind, or had left Packer behind. Uh-huh. Packer got, he kept saying his feet froze. My feet froze! Yes, so he kept saying his, their feet froze and the other men left him behind. What do you, Packer, Nutter, what do you mean by that? I had ice blocks on my feet! Yes, my and feet so... My feet froze! And so a little, they stay a few days and kind of get their strength uh-huh. back or whatever. And then, not that any of them were that weak, because another thing is Packer was just about as healthy as right, yeah. the other guys, right? Um, but uh, So the, the group of their four guys now are traveling to the town of Sawatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember if that was in Colorado or Utah. Um, I don't think it exists anymore anyway, either way. Mm-hmm. So, um, And on this way to Sawatch, they notice that Packer is carrying the knife of Frank the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was really proud of. And and he's carrying it, and he's also has two billboards. I didn't get into this a whole lot, but Packer goes he goes on like a billboard or billfolds. Billfolds, did I say boards? <laughs> yeah, he he's got two billboards and a weird like a lot of money. Ah, which is weird because he was broke as shit. He right. when he when he came, and like he goes. I left this out of the thing, but he goes on a spending spree in Sawatch. He buys like a horse and bridle, which is like sixty dollars. And he's kind of like living it up every night. He's staying in a bar, and and mm-hmm. he's getting shit faced a bunch. And he's kind of becomes he he's that type of guy that like immediately becomes like that guy around town that yeah. like he's friendly enough that people talk to a lot, but like people hate him at the same time because he's like loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy named General Charles Adams. He's the head of the outpost of the of the cattle agency, and he also just happened to be in Sawatch. Mm-hmm. And he and his wife are having breakfast one day when he meets Packer. Um, Packer told the same story of his survival, and that makes Adam think that if Packer survived, well, the other men are probably still alive too, right? And I don't know if I don't know if Adam knows about the the first group, but the first group, all five of them survive, right? Uh huh. So Adams is like, well, let's go get them, right? Like Packer, we'll, we should go get the rest of your your friends, right? And you can you can lead us, you can guide us because you were there. And Packer's like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course I can do that. Nothing I would love more than to do that. My feet, though, they still kind of... Well, you were just... It's weird, because I just saw you dancing last night at the saloon. You were dancing a lot. Yeah, you were dancing. I was. You you kept kept drinking whiskey and saying, My feet are great. My feet Uh, are great. Do you want to see them? Because they're so great. That was like eight hours ago. I did. I did say that. Uh You did, and you live at the saloon right now you have a room in the saloon so it seems weird like you wouldn't have been able to hurt your feet right since then that's the thing so okay yeah yeah i can Mm -hmm. cool you want to go yeah yeah i can help you find them okay let me just awesome cool yeah okay so okay so uh, several members of the of the company uh, so they go back so packer and adams with probably some other guys travel back to the outpost right which Uh i don't know how long it is from the outpost to Sawatch, but they're pretty close together uh-huh. you know what i mean it's it's just it's it's, it's not a, it's like maybe a day's ride right um so when, and when they get there there's more members of the original company 
um, who had traveled down from uh, uh, from from Ure's camp, right? Right. At the, they're at the outpost because that's the natural stopping place before moving on. Uh, and they get there, and the rest of the members immediately are like, "You fucking murdered them, didn't you?" <laughs> Why no? And so, and by this point, Adams knows about he knows about the billfolds and the money. Uh huh. And so Adams is like, "Why don't you come into my office and let's have a little chitty chat about all this shit, right?" Mm-hmm. When 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 asked about the money, um, he said that the blacksmith in Sawatch loaned it to him. Uh huh. And so Adams goes, "Cool, you." Go, why don't you go ask the blacksmith if he loaned you money, or if he loaned Packer money? And I don't oh. think he said he probably. I don't think he said that in front of Packer, right, yeah. but it's like, why the fuck would you make up such a shitty lie? You know what? Yeah. If I were Packer, here's what I would have done. I would have mm-hmm. said, "Oh, I'm gonna be honest. I just lied. I had money this whole time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't yeah. want to pay for I didn't stuff. Want, right? Because yeah. that's not a crime. You're just no. an asshole, and you they already—they're accusing you of murder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, uh, so. They asked him about the money. He made up some quick bullshit about the blacksmith loaning it to him. Adam sends a guy to go ask the blacksmith, and and they search him um, for the second wallet because they because they they he's heard that they, that he had two wallets, but they don't find one. However, and I don't know if this is after this or if this is talking to Adams. Another outpost member says he claims to see Packer throw something into a stream. No, I saw earlier. you. I saw you last night. You threw something in the water. Mm, no, I was skipping rocks. I was no, you said, I, I remember, you, I saw you and you went, gotta get rid of this, and then you threw it into the water. Uh, uh, yes, I, d- I did, and it was because the blacksmith also loaned me his billfold, uh-huh. and he said, throw this in the stream when you're done with it. So hmm. Why would he following... say that? That's kind of weird. Let well, me go ask and... him. Hey, well, don't, because you don't... What's a... Hey, Jimmy. I just... Jimmy, yeah, no. did you... Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> No, it's me, Jimmy. Did you did you tell Packer to throw away the the wallet that you let him borrow? Who? Packer, this guy. Oh, the guy that came into town and got drunk a lot. Yeah. No. Okay, see, Packer, this is where we might have a problem. <laughs> All right. So, okay, so shit immediately is turning on Packer. <laughs> right. Everyone uh, had like thought that he had done something mm-hmm. so adams is now like we're doing an official inquiry into this uh-huh. so he starts questioning him and packer is like kind of darting around and he's like no everything's fine it's no i didn't do anything and then packer's like uh, look i asked the blacksmith dude he said he never gave you any money mm-hmm. so he's yeah he's like this is gonna be easier if you just tell me all the truth right. because right now adams thinks Packer is more of a victim than he is like a straight up killer. Right. He just thinks Packer is ashamed or of something bad happened that he doesn't want to talk about. Right. Uh, like he seems like he's like, like you know, this is a normal thing in the West for people to have to survive through insanely horrible ordeals right. in, in the wilderness. So he's like, he's like, look, just tell me what happened, man. It'll be okay. And Packer kind of says like. He says something about, like, well, I'll tell you, but I'm afraid of what the people, what the guys, the other guys from the outpost are going to do. And Adams is like, listen, I get it, buddy. It's okay. You know, your past doesn't involve us here. It's fine. Just tell me what happened. And Packer looks at Adams for a second, and he says, quote, it wouldn't be the first time that people had obliged to eat each other when they were hungry. (laughs) Which, like, holy shit, right? It's like if I'm at a police station... And I'm being accused of murder, and I'm like, 
Well, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody's, like, shot someone, right? Well, at, but it's actually not quite that bad because mm-hmm. Adams is like... Well, yeah, because, no, yeah, right, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time, yeah. And the book, and the book, and I'll, 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 I'll link, we'll, we'll link the book in the show mm-hmm. notes, right, yeah. is, it's, it's this amazing, it's Harold Schechter, he's an amazing true crime writer, mm-hmm. um, it's called, um, The Maneater, or Man, just Maneater, um, he, uh, spoiler alert, he, um, <laughs> He does this whole. He goes through this whole breakdown of where, it, honestly, things were never really cannibalization in terms of survival in the wilderness was almost rarely ever looked upon as as ostracizing the people. Uh huh. There's a there's a really thing in history where when you if you survive an ordeal through cannibalism, you're seen as like sympathetic. Like people feel bad mm-hmm. for you, and they think like, well, I would have done the same thing. Like you're mm-hmm. okay. Like you know. So that's a whole thing. So Adams is like, he's like agrees. He's like, no, it wouldn't be the first time people, someone mm-hmm. ate somebody else. And he's, anyway. So he's, Packer's on board, or Adams is on board with Packer for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks fucked up shit happens, but he thinks like he's the victim of something and, and that he had to survive an ordeal. Right. So, so he, he's like, all right, tell me what fucking happened. And Packer said that Swan had died of starvation 10 days after leaving camp. And the other five men immediately ate him and took strips of his flesh for the trip. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then soon after that, Humphreys just collapsed. And again, the remaining four ate him. Mm-hmm. But that's weird anyway, because it's like, why would he just collapse? Because, like, he just ate people, right? right? yeah. Um, so now there are four guys left. And Packer said that, oh, and Packer said that also he would take it $133 from Humphreys. Right. He didn't he didn't kill him, he just took the money he just and took the money, like, yeah. which is like a gray area, but okay, whatever. Um, Dead man don't need money. So then you're right. And then so Packer is he, he says he's collecting firewood one night while they're out on the in the wilderness. Um and when he comes back, Bell and Noon had murdered Frank the Butcher. Uh and because it was Frank had like I don't know, some sort of illness that was slowing the party down, so they murdered him and ate him. Yeah. He had slow man syndrome. Mm. He was really slow at walking, so they killed him. Also, I just feel like if you have to do a lot of people eating, you shouldn't kill the butcher. No. Right? He knows what to do. He, he knows yeah. what to do. So, so, the, so Bell and Noon kill, Humph- uh, kill, uh, uh, kill Frank the butcher, um, and, uh, and they eat him, they eat Frank, and then the three men, Bell, Noon, and Packer, continue on for a little bit. Soon, Bell kills George Noon, um, and he and Packer, uh, strip, uh, st- there's no reason, they just killed him due to the hunger, I'm assuming. Stripped, fire-roasted, and consumed Noon's human flesh. Now, there are only two guys left. And they're immediately like, well, we're totally, we, we're gonna make a pact, we're gonna make an honest-to-God pact right now, we are definitely not gonna kill each other. We're not gonna, Noon? Or, definitely- sorry, Bell? Definitely we're not, not gonna, gonna kill each other, right? Right, right, right. And then it's just why is your hand behind your back? What's up? I'm just why scratching. Your... No, yeah, definitely. Are you? Oh. Let's shake on it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm sorry. You. What'd you say? I'm, I'm not gonna eat you. Is what I said. Well, that's good because we just shook a. We just made it a yeah, totally good agreement. Yeah. And I know you've murdered two people now. Not gonna do that again. But you're not gonna do that to me. No, right? come on, we're friends, you and I. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm just, just gonna walk turn... ahead of me, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn my back and bend down and pick this up. Son of 
Hey, That's so I was also thinking, did you want something? Did you want a soda out of the, the back? Are you just, yeah, I'm just stretching. Why, do you have that, why do you have that gun in your hand? I was just doing some workouts, you know, doing some oh, bench presses. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't you grab, go back there, grab me a... Right, so... Yeah. <laughs> yes, so so they, they totally make it back to not kill each other for food. <laughs> so immediately after their, their thing, mm-hmm. five day, a few days afterwards, Bell tries to hit Packer with the butt of his rifle... But he misses, Packer, like, dodges, rolls mm. out, shoots, Bell, kills him, cannibalizes mm. him. The old SKC, shoot, hot kill, cannibalize. Yeah. Yes, hot and ready. Hot and ready. This is hot and ready winter. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and then, so Packer says he kills, he kills and eats Bell, and he reaches the outpost just two weeks later. And he's like, it's like you said, he's like, like he's like, the meat <laughs> off his fingers right as he's rolling right. into camp. He says he just finished the rest of his... His meat. Um, now there is a there's a report that um, one of the Nuchu people came across him eating something next to a stream in the mm-hmm. wilderness, and that he like flung something into the river real quick. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yes, yes. He was like, hey, not doing anything. Whoa. Hey, how you doing? How are you? Um, and then that later they um, discovered a human arm washed up uh, on in the shore. Um, but uh, so. <laughs> But he says he ran out of meat just before, uh, just before running, um, or uh, just before reaching the outpost. Right. And Adams fully believes this confession. He's like, "Yeah, sure, cool. That that makes total totally sense." I would, and he's like, "I would fully understand why yeah. he wouldn't want to tell people that. That's fucking horrific. Yeah. And you did technically kill someone, but honestly, if he fucking tried to kill you, that's that's cool." Um, but Preston Nutter and the rest of the party were like, "That fucking never <laughs> happened." They, and they go into it a little bit more. Harold Schechter goes into it a little bit more where he's like, they were like, well, this guy would never, he was a super nice guy. He'd never right. tried to, like, uh, I think it was Bell or Noon would never kill anybody. And anyway. Um, and then they also point out the fact, like, no, you hated the butcher with more than anybody. Right, like, you yeah. fucking hated him. Didn't you um, con- hey, Packer, didn't you constantly say, if I could kill anybody here, it would be Frank the Butcher? Well, I mean, I said that, f- I said if I could fill anyone here with love it would be frank the butcher and then i also remember you saying one night god i really want to rip frank the butcher apart and eat him you said no i said i really want to tip frank Mm -hmm. the butcher a Mm -hmm. a lot and then eat Ah. and then eat i when i said i said eat him but i meant his 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 butchered goods because he's a he's a butcher oh so okay oh okay yeah our bad. Mm. Yeah, you're bad, you fucking piece of shit. As soon as you turn your back, I'm going to bash your fucking head in What'd you say? Sorry, what was that? I said as soon as you, I see a bat, I'm going to take a bath with a rat, rat shit. <laughs> That's weird. You're a weird guy, Packer. Okay. Yeah, I am. So Adams is like, okay, I believe you. And this is, but, but they're not convinced. And it's just like, you know what? No worries, guys. I'll tell you what. Let's just go, let's just go on mosey up to the, to the, where this all happened at and we'll find all the evidence and everything will be great this will be easy so they they throw with they throw a, 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 a little search party together uh-huh. and they head back up into the mountains to investigate packer's claim so along with the the party the outpost constable comes right who's mm-hmm. like a cop as close yeah, to a cop yeah. as they have um, and he's brought to take keep an eye on Packer because the guys are like, "You, we need to watch him." And Adams hey, is like, "Okay." All constables are bastards. All con- yes. And 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 for Adams, he's like a general. He's a pretty yeah. even keeled guy, and he's like, "Well, that's fair, just in case, Packer." I mean, you did say you shot the guy, right, so we'll yeah. just we'll we'll bring him along. And the constable says that Packer tried to attack him with the knife, 
Um, but like it doesn't seem, and I don't know when that supposedly happened, but like right. it, no one seemed like that was like they were really worried about Packer right. while they were up in the thing, uh-huh. doing the search. So like I don't know how true that is. It mm. may have just been like hey, a cab. Yeah, like during a trial and everything that like he brought that up just for a little bit of clout. But um, so the party is retrace, uh, uh, retracing Packer's steps until they get to Lake San Cristobal. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you know? Are you familiar with where mm-hmm. that is? No, okay, that must be in Colorado. Could be. Um, so uh, you know, and Packer's being—he's leading the group. He's doing exactly what he says. Uh, but they get to the the San Cristobal area, and he's just kind of like immediately uh, what I can only Colorado, describe as. Is it what I can only describe is like what Gandalf does in the Mines of Moria, where uh-huh. he looks around. He's like, I have no memory of this place. Yeah, because uh, he's like he's lost. He's like, I have no idea where I am. I, I don't know. Whatever. Dude, that and he refuses Vince, the thing that Vince does in Pulp Fiction, where he's like holding the coat yes. and he's looking around. Like, and he uh, he refuses, and they're like, well, guess, and he's like, nope, can't, lost. And he, so he refuses to uh-huh. take him any further. So the constable, at least the constable and Packer, maybe some more, they get sent back to the outpost, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, and that may be where the attack happened, too, and that's mm-hmm. why they it didn't seem gotcha. that hostile. Who knows? Um, so the, the, the rest of the guys, they stay and they search, and eventually they come across what they're pretty sure is Packer's camp. There's like a little bark hut, um, and inside the bark hut on the ground is like super scuffed and like there's like heel marks dug into the ground and there's right. like a uh, like a head thing like it looks like he'd been having seizures in the dirt right. and 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 it had made a, like an indentation um so packer probably had his uh, seizures there uh, but there were no bodies right there's no bodies there's no real evidence to back up packer's claim mm-hmm. of any of this right there's not a lot of evidence against it either you know what I mean? There's not uh-huh. any evidence to back up that anything else happened, but there's nothing that exclusively says that, that, that what happened, what Packer said, uh, happened. Right. So, when the bodies were actually found, it's a little bit of a mystery. Right. Um, there's a few articles who say that some prospectors found it, mm-hmm. but the general exception is that an artist named John A. Randolph... Uh, found them while doing illustrations for a newspaper. This was before photography was a normal right. thing. So newspapers would send guys out to do like drawings of landscapes and shit. Um, around August, so this is all of the rest of the shit that we just explained happened in around uh, April and June, right. right? So now in August, um, the bodies are found by this, this artist. Randolph finds them, and he immediately f- sees a group of uh, prospectors who he alerts, um, and they follow Randolph back to where the bodies are, and, and this guy, this prospector, John R. Pond, uh, who was one of the mi- miners, uh, recalled, quote, they told us they had found some dead bodies up, the, uh, up near the river close to the San Cristobal Lake. I and a number of others went up to see them. The stench and the apparent desolation sickened me, and I could not go examine the bodies closely. But I noticed four of them were laying close together, and where the blanket was, and the blanket where the blanket was on one of them was turned up, probably by the winds. The thigh looked as though been cut out. All four men were covered with blankets. The fifth lay quite a ways away from the others, and the head was gone. And Randolph, being an artist, actually drew the picture. And Pond had a great quote of he was like shocked to turn around to see Randolph just like 
like scribbling <laughs> yeah, in a notepad. Like, can you just imagine so, uh, like you're just a fucking illustrator? You get sent out there, and you're just like, right. ah, I'm gonna do the landscape or whatever, and just fucking bodies. Like, oh, and it's not it's not a hyper realistic drawing, uh-huh. but I I actually looked it's, at here. This is the drawing, and you can spooky. Google John A. Randolph. It's super cool. Um, and I, so I thought we'd just talk about it a little bit. What I'm a little confused on is because you can see it has the names, right? Uh-huh. So there's Noon. There's George Noon is on the top left. There's um, James Humphreys in the top right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, Shannon Bell in the middle. It looks like there's only one body, right, on the bottom. But on the left corner is uh, Israel Swan, and on the right is Frank Miller. Right. And they're yeah. kind of laid out almost like w- how you would see dice. A five-sided, the five on a dice, right? Where it's like two are on the top, one's in the middle, two are on the bottom. Yeah. And I'm guessing, I don't, again, this isn't super realistic, but they're also not that covered up by blankets either. Like he said, he described, he's like, there was just a little bit of thigh and I could see that there was a piece carved out of it. But like there's full-on bodies exposed in, in Randolph's draw. Also, it's crazy because like some of them, like their face is, is, is more intact. Yes. Like, like he and, just ate everything beneath the head which i i, I guess yeah. you know that's uh, understandable and, and but... again take this with a little bit right because it's not because yeah it's not it's, a photograph but it's... also you know they describe frank miller as being headless but in the picture he's drawn he doesn't have shoulders it's just a spinal cord that ends there's no ribs shoulders or head or anything in the picture so Whew. it's pretty spooky it's a really cool drawing it's yeah wow if it weren't based on real murders it'd probably be one of my favorite paintings i've ever seen yeah um and the drawings make it look like it's basically skeletons. You talked about this, where it's like mm-hmm. some look like straight-up bones and others um, had, like, faces. But don't be fooled by that. They were very fleshy still. Oh. They were just in a very advanced state of decay, so they were, like, everything had collapsed in on itself. Oh, gotcha. and it was okay. gross. Like, the, the organs and shit had liquefied at this point, but the, right. the skin and shit was still intact. Um, and again, this is August, right? They left in February. Packer arrived in April. So, sometime between February and late February, early April, these guys were murdered and left here. These guys were, Uh well, maybe not murdered. These guys that died and were put in this place. So, whatever, you know, preservation the the winter cold had has has disappeared. It's gone. Because it's fucking mid-August. Yeah. So, they're gross, and it's like Pawn said, the stench is unbearable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And this is in the cowboy times. Things don't smell good. No, nothing smells good. Um, so the spot that the bodies were found has now been is now referred to as Cannibal Plateau, Ooh. which, and the little valley below is now known as Dead Man's Gulch. Ah, which is interesting because you hear about Dead Man Gulch. That's a kind of a famous old westerny name mm. for things, and I don't know if this is the original one right. where that came from, but I do think I just thought that was kind of neat. So, news of the murders becomes widespread in the next month of September because shit travels slow as fuck. Yeah. Um, and the case is, I mean, it gets as close to national news as, like, thing as you could get in, in right. old Western cowboy times. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, the New York Times publishes an article on September 9th, and by that point, Packer was gone. He had escaped from custody. <laughs> He's just but, fucking dipped. Well, but also, it was less that he escaped and more was set free by the founders of the town of Sawatch, who had concluded that before the bodies were found, so sometime pretty quick after, I mean, it right. was like 
still probably in like June or April. Right. That they were like, uh, there was no evidence tying him there, and it wasn't worth the five dollars a day it cost the town to keep him in, in jail. So the sheriff had went to get some provisions to a different town, and they just kind of walked in, gave him some food, and was like, "Get on out of here." Yeah. <laughs> so, so the bodies are found in August, and immediately they set a warrant uh, for Packer's arrest and a five hundred dollar dead or alive bounty on his head. Mm. However, Packer wasn't found. And by the next year, 1875, the story, the news cycle, it's gone. It's out of, you know what I mean? They kind of, people just stopped talking about it. Um, the Lake City Silver, which is a newspaper, reported on July 31st of 1875 um, that a human skull had been found a mile from the dead man's gulch uh, that apparently had hatchet marks in it, which matched up to the, the, the hatchet marks that were found on the other bodies. Uh-huh. Um, and it was allegedly Frank Miller's skull, the butcher's skull, right. which, and I want to, we'll talk about this too, but Frank Miller was the, was one of the guys that, that Packer hated the most. Right. So deheading, beheading him and removing that is like a level of like crazy spite. Like you hear that in serial killers, you know right. what I mean? Where like he hated somebody. So it was personal. That's why the head was yeah. removed from him and not everybody else. I, my theory anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but whether this skull was even actually found was never confirmed, much less if it was Miller's. Right. Um, but that was basically, that was the end of the, like, the thing. They just were like, he's just gone. It's over. Right. He just brutally murdered and cannibalized five people. Mm-hmm. And he's never going to be found again. He's just right. going to live his life somewhere. Um, fast forward all the way to 1883. This uh-huh. is ten years after the gruesome killing and eating of... Uh, of the of Packers party, and a member of the original company of Twenty One Guys, a guy named Jean Frenchy Cabazon, 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 Jean Frenchy Cabazon. Yes, so he is. Um, he's long given up prospecting, uh-huh. and he's laying down for bed one night at a roadhouse in Cheyenne, Wyoming, mm-hmm. when he hears <laughs> a distinctive. <laughs> A very distinctive, high-pitched voice. And Frenchie goes over to the owner of said voice and introduces himself. And the man says that his name is John Schwartz. Hi, no, my name is John Schwartz. <laughs> he's missing two fingers on his left hand, and he's got some gross-ass fake mm. teeth. Uh, despite these al- uh, mal- uh, abnormities, malnormities... Yeah. abnormities whatever uh-huh. despite this Frenchie is like Swartz is fucking that's the human hyena motherfucker that's Alfred Packer and he of course he knows everything that happened uh-huh. so the next morning I guess he just slept in the same house as Alfred Packer yeah um, I think I this guess, guy's a killer All right, and we're I good guess now. I don't know if he thought that Packer maybe either Packer didn't recognize Frenchie or he mm. was just like he doesn't recognize me so it's fine uh-huh. Um, he sleeps, he goes to bed. The next morning, he immediately goes to the sheriff of, um, of Cheyenne or wherever they're at mm-hmm. and tells him, like, that motherfucker is, that's Alfred Packer. And he's, people still know who Packer is, you know what I mean? Uh, so the sheriff is like, that sounds like bullshit. I don't know about that. So he, because everybody kind of assumes Packer died already. There was a rumor that he had died in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, there's no proof of everything, right. or anything in cowboy times. So it's like, whatever. He he sends a um, a telegram, a letter to his immediate um, supervisor, and a week later, 
He receives a telegram that says, <laughs> Arrest Packer, comma, alias John Schwartz, comma, at once, comma, take no chances whatsoever. Identification marks. The forefinger on his left hand at, off at the second joint, and little finger off on the same hand at the second joint. Two upper front teeth gone and replaced by artificial ones. Wire me at once. Ah. Uh. So this motherfucker's Alfred Packer. They're sure. Right. So uh, Packer was by then uh, staying in a cabin about 30 miles outside of Cheyenne. Uh Uh-huh. Sheriff Campbell, the guy's name, and his brother Dan uh, arrive at uh, at the cabin in the afternoon, and Packer comes out the doorway and is coming towards them. So they Mm -hmm. see him. They whip their wagon around behind a a hay field or a hay uh, hay bale. (laughs) Yeah, right? They're pulling out Fast and the Furious style and just fucking drifting right up there. So they throw their, so they, they jump out, they, they, they pull their guns on them, and Campbell, um, or in Packer, he sees the guns are getting pulled, and he says, quote, What are you fellows fooling about? Hell of a way to say hi. That's the one that sounds like, is that not the most Arthur Morgan-y yeah. quote? Yeah. Right? Like, what are you fellas are you fooling fellas about? fooling about? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So Campbell responds that Packer is under arrest. And Packer, he makes a real quick movement to his belt, right? Uh-huh. Like he's trying to grab right, his gun. Yeah. And Dan, who's got him covered in one of the most movie-like badass one-liners, quote, throw them hands up or I'll put a bullet right through you. And I think that was one of the rules of the Old West is that you had yeah. to have good one-liners. Well, and there's a few in this book, too. And I, I, I really respect Harold Schechter. I didn't look mm-hmm. a whole lot into him, but I don't think he juices stories very much. Right. But, like, this one, and can you imagine that, like, when he's talking to Adams and he, like, looks up and he's like, wouldn't be the first time, man, we're obliged to eat each other one certain in the wilderness. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Certain no, lines yeah, that's in this crazy, are just like, yeah. whoa. So, so, so Dan yells, throw them hands up or I'll put a bullet right through you. And Packer gets puts in his cuff, and he says the second most badass Western quote line of... That's the first time in 20 years I didn't have my gun on. If I had, you fellas never could have taken me. I would have gotten one, or both of you for sure. And Dan, who's kind of a shit talker apparently, responds to that with, What in the hell you think we'd be doing all that time? Yeah. Which I think is a jab at him being slow to pull his gun because yeah. he made that movement, and I think he would be like, What the hell you think we would have done in all the time it took you to get to right, your gun? Yeah. Um, Son, I would have read a book by then, and I don't even know how to read. Right, yes, I would have learned to read. Anyway. Yeah. So so it's kind of weird. That was kind of a so-so response. Probably a sick burn for the for the 18 Yeah, though. you know, the, the deputy with him was like, <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's the weird thing, too. There's Shit. no deputy. It's the sheriff oh, and it's his the brother. Sheriff. Oh, that's right. And that's all it is. And the, I don't even think the brother is a deputy or a lawman. He's he was just, just like, man, I got to go arrest somebody. You want to come? And he was like, sure. Sure, I'm not doing nothing. So Campbell, he pulls out the the, 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 the the telegram, and he's looking Packer up like a show dog, and he's yeah. like, mm, like tapping on his teeth and yeah. like sucking on his finger nubs just to make sure. Yeah, that's and him. After, yeah, and after a moment, Alfred Packer was finally in custody. Uh-huh. Nine years Fuck. after the brutal murder, dismemberment, and cannibalization of... Of five other men mm-hmm. in the wilderness of Utah, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado area. Border. And that is where we will pick up in part two of Alfred Packer, where we'll cover his trial, his conf- the rest of his confessions, 
and his inevitable death. Wow. Yes. It's fucking crazy. Um, actually, it's, I think it was a Wendigo. So. Mm, why did he live? Well, okay, and actually, this is a this is a little thing here, and I this mm-hmm. is another thing. This is gonna be a reference for six people. Right. In the movie, um, ah, oh, and now I have to look up the fucking movie. God damn it! It's the movie with, um, I think it's got Jeremy Piven in it, um, about the Wendigo and the oh, old Civil yes. War thing. I told you about it, I but I forget what it's called. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. It's um, is it Ravenous? Ravenous in the movie Ravenous. Uh-huh. Which is about a a Wendigo infiltrates like a, a civil war base. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking amazing horror movie. You guys should right, watch yeah. it. It's great. Um, the guy looks like Alfred Packer. He's got the same long hair. The uh-huh. Wendigo does. I think it's based on him. I don't know for sure. I just think so. But it's a fun story. We didn't get. It's hard to get, do the gruesomeness of the thing without his confessions. But I didn't want to spoil anything. So, but but now we're pretty sure, right? Yeah. He murdered right. those fucking yeah, people. Yeah, he definitely did. So, uh, next time we're going to get into the more nitty-gritty details of, of how he did it, what happened, why he did it, and um, and uh, the eventual trial. Because there was, and I didn't cover this, but there was a man for him. For, I mean, for a decade, he was running from the law, and he was the most wanted man in America for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I just, Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. He went from, like, being a real shitty guy to, like, and So that's what I, I probably didn't do as good job as um, Harold Schechter. Again, Maneater is the mm-hmm. book. That's That was the main source for this. But he, he builds it where, like, he keeps talking about, like, so, like, you know, there was the lies about, um, uh, in, in, in all the way back to the army. He uh-huh. kept lying. He, he constantly was lying about his ep- epilepsy, saying that, like, every time new people saw him have a seizure, he would say that that was the first seizure he ever had. Uh-huh. Um... There was the there was the him getting um, uh, docked pay for plundering, which first starts to show he's kind of got a predatory streak in him. Right. So they you know like there were things leading up to this, but I, yeah, he was well. He's and, a you know, shit with, bag, with but I just I just listened to um, uh, one of the last podcasts uh, uh, mm. series on one of uh, um, Danny Rowling. Yes. Uh, the. Um, the Gainesville Ripper, um, yes. and it's it's interesting because like as soon as you said you know he had seizures, I was like okay because a lot of a lot yes. of serial killers it comes from traumatic head injuries or you know right. mental health problems like right. that where it's it's traumatic to the brain and I think yes most people would agree that you know seizures and epilepsy is definitely one of those traumatic uh, brain mm-hmm. uh, uh, especially back problems, in the 1800s when. Like when you have times, nothing to, to help you with. And um, so McGrew would say, too, that he would have a lot of seizures at night, and he would, like, stand up in the cabin and then fall back over. Yeah, the, all that falling wagon. probably was And not. especially, yeah, you fall, you're going you're gonna to brain yourself a lot, too. But we'll have to, we'll have to see when, once we get into the second part and we talk yes, about and so another good stuff. And another th- a good debate we're going to have to have about this, too, is mm-hmm. would he have been a murderer if not put in an extreme survival circumstance. Mm. You know what I mean? And they'll, yeah. they'll be a better, we'll have a better way of kind of looking right. at that after next episode. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, well, well with that guys, uh, if you uh, like the show, please leave a five star review, which you can do in app on Apple podcast, audible or pod chaser. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd leave us a review, plus it really helps the show. Uh, and maybe we'll even read your review on the show, right? That'd be a little fun, little, little, little fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
remember, uh, oh shit, fuck, uh, dicks, um, remember I'm not Jose, and I don't read this as well as Jose does. <laughs> um, another thing you can do to, fuck me, I, okay. What can I do to fuck you? <laughs> Uh, you can support our show by going to patreon.com backslash captain's log and donate a dollar. Anything will help keep the lights on. Um, another thing you can do is help the show is um, go to your get your get your sweet little fine ass over to, to T Public and shop our merch. Jose, not only do we have merch, mm-hmm. not only do we have merch, Jose, yeah. we have new merch. We have new merch, yeah. And two who new was designed. it designed by? Who designed uh, it? This little this little this little midwestern rat that I know. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, oh. we have two new designs uh, created by our very own Mason Schrader, the uh, spooky ghosty demon boys, mm-hmm. and uh, Hot and Ready, the Hot and Ready little Caesars demon. He's got a he's, he's got a little canani- shirt now. Canonically got a, a face now. Yeah, I, I, would, I just got of some it. of that uh, merch. I'll have hopefully by the next the second part of yes. this, it can be here so I can show some of it off. But um, yeah, we've we've yeah. already got people that shop the designs, and it's awesome. They're selling like hotcakes. And it means a lot to me personally, just that people are willing to wear um, or yeah. have, own something that has my art on it. We've I, heard, that makes I've, me feel I've nice, gotten so. nothing but uh, compliments about them. So I was pretty proud of it. So even if you you should buy something, if you if you if you can't afford it right now, mm-hmm. if you go look at it and tweet us or, or or send us a message, comment on something, and just say I like it, we would sure I would sure appreciate it yes. personally. Yeah. So. Um, Yes, so anything you buy is going to go, any, any money we get is going to go towards improving the show, uh, getting better recording equipment, equipment, anything like that. Jose, where can our listeners find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at j.valle underscore junior um, and at com where that's got a link to like everything. So if you really want to go find me on everything, go find me there. You can also find me on YouTube at uh, Animal Productions. Yay! Um, you can sorry. Uh, you can also um, find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Captain's Log Pod, where um, mostly Jose will recommend different uh, materials, and, and you can check out post show updates, and we'll post some funny things every once in a while. And so check that out, please. Um, and if you can't get enough of Jose, uh, you can also check out um, uh, Max and Max Binion, our friend of the the Log, and, and Jose's other podcast, Max and Jose have something to say. Yeah, um, we've been on Jose a break, was, but we'll come back. Ah, I thought Jose was going to read that part, but apparently I will. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, you can also mm-hmm. find us on, um, aside from our Instagram and Twitter, you can find us on YouTube, where we've oh, got right. all the video episodes up completely. Yeah. We're staying up to date on it. Finally, we're there. So, And we if just you're watching did, it, you can yeah. see us recommend hey, it. Look, hey, look, right. You. 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 You, you fucking hey. you. Hey. It's nice to see you. Um, you're yeah, looking so good. Go subscribe. You lost weight. Wow, that's all I'll say to that. Um, but uh, go, go, uh, go! Subscribe on there. Get us our subscribers yeah. up. Yeah, um, and you can find me on Twitter as well at Mason Schrader. That's Mason S H R A D E R. And eventually, you'll be able to find my art somewhere. I've recently been having a little trouble with Redbubble, and I plan on moving my artwork. So I don't know where I'm going to go yet, but I'm going to find it, and and I'm going to keep you updated. Um, make sure to tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoy it, and if you'd like to share your opinion on uh, on whether you think or not maybe it was a Wendigo that killed these five poor <laughs> men, and, and Packer just got framed, or maybe yeah. Packer was a Wendigo. Who knows? Well, yeah, you know, Wendigos, they possess the person. 
Hey, when so, when you gotta go, when to go. Gotta, <laughs> you gotta go. We're when gonna to get go. eaten okay. by a Wendigo for making that joke. I live in a second story apartment. They'll so. get you. Oh fuck! I don't care. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, please check us out. Um, you can also suggest topics, uh, guests you'd like to have. Um, make sure to subscribe or download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and any other podcast directory. Thank you, Carlos Rivera, for composing our new show's theme, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, everybody's saying it. Everybody's saying it's great. Nothing. Variety but, uh, Vogue. My mom really likes it. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, Variety Vogue, Mason's mom. Mason's all big mom. fans. Big fans. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't change this. I haven't been your captain. I've been your first officer, Mason Schrader, joined by... Your captain, Jose Vai Jr. Um, so, yeah, join us soon for another special episode. And uh, that'll be the uh, end of transmission. Pew! Boop! Oh. Ah. Ah, I feel well, like I do it better, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs>